You're listening to Add Out of Snack, the podcast dedicated, created, and streamed to support you on your additive manufacturing journey through stimulating education, compelling discussions on cutting-edge technologies, and inspiring personalities. I am Fabian Adefeld, part of the award-winning consulting, engineering, and education team called Additive Minds here at EOS in North America. And I'm your host. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that in this special series, we're covering our live additive snack interviews, recorded at the International Manufacturing Technology Show. Last week, we talked to Rich Stump, co-founder and CCO at Fathom. And this week, we're talking to John Wilsinski. John is the executive director of America Mix and has been a key driver of the additive manufacturing industry for many years. John has a great view on the whole industry and has seen additive manufacturing grow from prototyping all the way into production. John and I talked about how all of us can grow the additive manufacturing industry together. So let's listen into John's and my conversation live from IMTS. Welcome to the IMTS Plus Creators Lounge. My name is Fabian Alefeld. I am part of EOS, which is one of the largest industrial additive manufacturing companies out there. We specialize in metal and polymer industrial additive manufacturing, but I'm also the host of Additive Snack, the podcast that intends to inspire by interviewing the leading figures in additive manufacturing. And speaking of leading figures, today with me I have John Wilsinski, the Executive Director of America Mix. John, thanks for being here with me. Absolutely, wouldn't miss it. So, John, you've had a, a crazy time here at IMTS. You spent a lot of time on the phone and uh, all over the place. Uh, how has IMTS been for you so far? I, I just told this story this morning. We actually had a really interesting briefing on the main stage to start the morning off. And a couple of folks were exchanging stories of this is my 27th IMTS. And I'm not quite there. I've, I've come since 2010. Okay. consistently so i'm getting up there almost get my my badge of 10 here pretty soon but back then we were in the emerging technologies center so when you think of additive it was yeah. it, it started there and then it was very dispersed so I, I mean even back in even in 18 we saw the additive companies for a variety of reasons just be located throughout the show and now obviously there's concentration of activity yeah. in west hall yeah, so if you haven't checked out uh, the additive organizations, come to the West Hall. Uh, a lot of really cool companies and really cool and interesting applications that are very sophisticated and show the production readiness of additive manufacturing. And speaking about that, uh, America Mix. What's America Mix? Tell, tell us more about it. Yeah, great, great, uh, <clears throat> great question. So America Mix is a national institute here in the U.S. focused on increasing the adoption of additive. So our, our main thrust is getting more people, getting all of you out in the crowd to understand what additive manufacturing actually is. Mm-hmm. And what I think is really interesting about the show is it's, it's a very different audience than you know, the audiences that you and I regularly interact with. You know, we're, we're used to interacting with a lot of people who understand what our technology is. So we end up talking about the technology. Exactly. Here, I've seen I've, some of my discussions so far have been more about, you know, how are we using it? You know, it's not about discussing the R&D problems that we're facing and we want to overcome. They want to know 
what does it mean for me? Does it mean anything for me? So yeah. at the Institute, we're trying to move the tech forward, get it to the point where it is adopted more broadly. That's ultimately what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And what are the, the key strategic initiatives that America makes is taking to, to, to increase adoption, to increase awareness and education, but also ultimately to increase the impact of additive manufacturing on, on the United States of America? Yeah, so we have a structured process of collecting information, making sure we under the, you know, understand the voice of industry. That's ultimately what it's all about. We say it regularly, but it is important that we are driving our activity based on what our membership, so a membership-driven organization, but what the membership needs, whether they're in aerospace, automotive, you know, whatever their industry might look like, we need to understand what what their needs are, what requirements we need to develop the technology against. And ultimately we, we do that. We've collected information via, you know, in the form of different roadmaps. So we have a technology development roadmap. We have an education and workforce development roadmap. So as tech has matured, and we've been at this for 10 years now at the Institute, tech has matured to the point where people are starting to pay more attention to it. If we're all yeah. you know, honest with ourselves, we're, we're to the point where more people need to be trained, which right. is really exciting. And we're now even moving a little bit past that, I would say, where we're seeing the need for a community. You know, I'm, I'm looking out at literally tens of thousands of people. Our community is much smaller, you know, in additive manufacturing, but it doesn't have to be. So I think that's where getting back to your question of strategic, you know, our, our strategic approach to this, it is about, building out ecosystems on additive and, and more importantly, quit talking about it as additive and start folding in how does additive fit into the greater ecosystem, which is manufacturing. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And, and education, education, education has really been, I think, one continuous stream of conversation that, that I've had here at, uh, at IMTS, but also that some other organizations are having. We, we talked about, you know, apprenticeship programs. We talked about, you know, how do we as, as EOS scale our Out of Minds Academy, which has, offers a lot of e-learnings and in-person trainings, but also how do we collaborate within the manufacturing industry as a whole to really bring new talent into the manufacturing industry. And I think one interesting comment that one person made was additive is that that shiny coin of manufacturing that can actually attract not only people into the additive manufacturing industry, but in the, into the manufacturing industry as a whole. How, how can we as, as additive manufacturing work together with conventional manufacturing better to push that? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. Um, don't know if we an answer. I think we're, we're trying, you know, collectively trying a number of different things. We, if you haven't been down there, you, I, I'm, I'm assuming you have, but go down to the student summit that's taking place in mm -hmm. the basement. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. But through that, I, I talked to a number of different folks, different approaches that they're taking. You know, we have work that we're doing. We, we adopted this, this notion of K through grade. So how do we get people really early in education while recognizing that many people who might be walking around right now might not be doing what they're doing today in 10 years, you know? Yeah. And, and the question is where, you know, it's not that additive, additive is necessarily going to disrupt that or take that, you know, tasking over, but it's about that continuous learning approach. So I think 
the, the key really is, and we, we literally have just started talking about this at the Institute, is to almost stop talking about it so directly as additive manufacturing because mm -hmm. we, we feels like we tend to concentrate on it to the point that people hear it and think that's not that's not what I do I yeah. don't do that so I don't pay attention to that okay that makes and, sense you know what we're what we're wanting to do is get you know more people engaged and aware ultimately and then as that happens hopefully that starts to snowball and, and you see more and more adoption um, literally just again had the this conversation we had the fortune of hosting the governor of Ohio on Tuesday that's why I was late coming in to the show okay and they asked the question of it's great what you're doing is fantastic well, you know ultimately what how do we do more of it and it wasn't about how do we do more of it what are you doing to get this to the the folks that are here. I mean, if we want to be yeah. honest with ourselves, it's the yeah. general population that is yeah, here. Exactly. Don't understand it. Don't know where it fits in. And I don't know if we're talking about it the right way. So I think that's a challenge back to our industry of, of how do we as a technology get more connected to these conventional folks? It's not about, you know, are, are is additive going to displace conventional machining? We all understand that it's, it's, all part even when we produce things additively it's a step or two or three in the overall value chain of that product being developed so we still need many of these different yeah. manufacturing types yeah um so I, I think that conversation has to evolve so couldn't agree more and we just had uh rich stump here who is the co-founder and cco of fathom and they take a very similar approach right they, they're not only an additive manufacturing contract manufacturer they have uh all different types of conventional manufacturing technologies and additive manufacturing technology and based on the individual application requirements they decide which manufacturing technologies to combine in order to get to the best outcome possible and the most economic uh, outcome of course as well so they play that card pretty well and i think that story needs to be told more uh and 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 hopefully it can it can encourage other organizations to take that leap and step into into adopting a technology that can really help them to distinguish themselves in the market as yeah, well. Couldn't agree more. I think it's something where, and we, you know, we like you get a lot of questions. Obviously, you have a role of where you're you're trying to get the technology out. We're trying to broadly get the technology out and get it adopted. And you regularly get the question from the point of view of when is this going to, and then it's usually take this over, or disrupt this, or be able to do that or the next thing. Yeah. And it, it's it's not. I mean, nothing out here is. Very few manufacturing processes are standalone. So why are we different? And I, I think ultimately we're starting to realize. I had a couple of really good conversations with some of the additive manufacturers yesterday. So I finally got some time to get over there yesterday afternoon and was talking to them about what do you think of the show? You know, mm -hmm. how is this show? How does it compare to others? And the most interesting thing I heard was one of them said, the people that I'm talking to here have customers. So they're coming yes. to me with an understanding of mine of a customer base that I have and when you have customers, you understand their problems and you also understand the types, you know, the diversity of their product and how they approach those things. So you can start to and, and if, if they're effective in that 
that relationship and they have a strong relationship, they probably have a good understanding of what that end use or end customer ultimately needs. So they're going to be able to figure out how to implement additive. They don't know what additive is maybe, or maybe they do, or maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just a very different situation than we see in a lot of our interactions where we're, you know, a lot of what we do, admittedly, we're, we're here to bridge the bridge, the Valley to try to get technology to the point where it is matured enough that it can be adopted. So we're always going to talk a lot about qualification, certification, sure. and how do we create a data set that is, you know, statistically significant enough that it matters. These people, they they care, but that that's has to already have been figured out before they're going to actually, for the most part, actually adopt it. So sure, yeah, that's interesting because I mean, ultimately, that means yes, the technology will continue to mature as every technology does, but it is already at a level where it's mature enough for a lot of organizations and companies and founders and and and, and operators to to really understand that it can be a solution to some of their challenges. And that's an interesting approach that you mentioned, uh, the people who come here have customers and most likely they are faced with challenges that sometimes conventional manufacturing uh, faces. And here, opening up that mindset and thinking differently about how to manufacture certain applications by new technologies such as additive manufacturing is already a good sign that people are really thinking about it as an additional tool in their tool belt. Yep. No, ab absolutely. I, I've, it continues. I've, I've had this thought in my head for, or I mean, we've, we've at the Institute talked about it kind of this way for a while now, probably the last year or two, just because there's so much conversation around how do we get out and get connected to more? It's ultimately mm. a group of a really small group of people who have a really good understanding of how to use additive today within your organization. Obviously it's, it's kind of at the center of what your team does yeah. in figuring out how to take your knowledge base and get it disseminated out to a customer base that can take advantage of it. Correct. And I was talking to um, a, a group or a, actually a, a gentleman at a, a consultancy or a consultant company. And I ripped off this phrase from him who I, I think he took from somebody else, but it's this, this, the concept is the future is now, but it's not well distributed. And the idea is you and I know how to do many things with the technology. We know where it fits for tooling. We know where it fits for, you know, what are probably basic applications in our mind because we did it seven, eight, 10 years ago in yeah. some cases that doesn't mean that it's not important, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it also, we we tend to forget, or I'll, I won't speak for you, but I think from our point of view, we've, because we're a research-centric organization or have been for years, we move on to the next challenge. We, we, we solve a problem and then move on to the next problem. And what we've seen is as the tech has matured to the point where we now need a workforce, so that's a new problem that's kind of bubbled up, and as that is coming together, we're realizing there's just not a supply chain that exists in an ecosystem that, you know, we're able to take advantage of. Yeah. And it yeah. goes back to this, the future's now, it's here. We know how to do it. You know how to do it. Yeah. You could go talk to any person in here and help them with their problem or, or figure out whether additive fits or not. Yeah. But you can't do that. You can't talk to 100,000 people. You know, we can't get the now. information distributed. Yeah. We're not getting it distributed fast enough right now. So I think that's our 
something we're taking on, or I don't say we're taking it on, I don't know what we're going to do about it, but I think we're realizing it is this challenge that in our geographic area, even if you put a pin in the map where you live or I live, the number of people who understand it, the future yeah. is very small. That is very true. And also something I've been uh, thinking about for a while is how do we scale that knowledge You know, in, in a way where the right knowledge and the right experience gets to the right people and they understand how to use that in order to advance their their own organization and uh, there's definitely a journey that's that we're going towards and you're going towards and i think we're going towards also together mm -hmm. um and all we can do is uh, is you know try and uh, and uh, push it and push it and push it one thing i do think is interesting about especially america makes is that you guys were founded before there was a big push of bringing manufacturing back into mm -hmm. the United States. And today that's on top of everybody's mind. And if you hear politicians talk, uh, that is one of the main items that they mention: bring up manufacturing back to America. And what's unique about you guys is that you're, you're in Youngstown, Ohio, a fairly small community, and you've already brought manufacturing back into that community that is, that is growing. And there's a cutting edge technology being developed in Youngstown, what does what does additive manufacturing mean for small communities, communities that may have even lost manufacturing over the past decades? What does that mean? Yeah, I think it's it's something that we all we all realize the the constraints of a variety of supply chains over the last couple of years and continue to deal with it, and it's evolved into new and different problems for a variety of different reasons. And one of the main concepts that I think. I realized as we came through this and we, we all talked about is distributed manufacturing. It's something we've, you know, you, you could walk around here or plenty of conferences and people will have been talking about distributed manufacturing. I don't know that we very effectively ever demonstrated it until this last couple of years. So mm -hmm. one, we've got this great use case for it works. Yep. Additive is proven to be a solution where it works. And for depending on a variety of situations, it may work in a scenario where you wouldn't typically do it. And if you start to think about distributing manufacturing, I think that's where it fits into this, you know, more localized approach to manufacturing. Um, whether, you know, what we make with it and how we do it, I think is, is still, it's still a challenge. I, last night at dinner, actually, we were having this conversation and the, one thing our organization struggled with in the you know response to the pandemic and even here more recently we got some requests for there's this problem because of this particular natural disaster how do you help mm -hmm. and whether it's a you know a demand signal like that or it's a demand signal because we can't get enough of something where i need it demand signal has been one of our biggest problems i mean it continues to be challenging because what what's coupled directly with that is enough data for a business owner to make a decision and mm -hmm. if they don't have it whether that means investing in equipment or new technology or you know putting their neck on the line hoping that something is going to pay off there's not too many people who are in the position to do that so to me one of the big opportunities or keys that we need to figure out is how do we better understand demand and that i mean that's a big that's a big problem because it 
you know, you could look at it a thousand different ways, but sure. Sure. And I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because on the one hand, additive manufacturing allows for on-demand manufacturing. So having to plan uh, annual demands uh, far out in the future is not as critical as with a tool that is very fixed and is not as flexible as additive manufacturing. But of course, for a small shop owner, not knowing the demand uh, means not being able to confidently put together a business case that that, that justifies an investment. So that is a, that is a very interesting point. Yeah, and I, and I think it's something we see as we, we think of adoption and we think of getting suppliers developed. I, I came from a conventional manufacturing background. No. And I'm very familiar with making many parts repeatedly. And there are, I mean, I think it's one of the, the strengths of, I mean, many parts of the world, but it's absolutely a strength of the US, our ability to manufacture. So we know how to do it. I mean, it's one of the things I'm most excited about, honestly, and coming to something like this is we're, you know, it feels like we're on the edge, you know, so it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna connect. Yeah. And at that point, it, you know, you won't be able to stop it. And, and we'll stop worrying about how big, a, you know, how much a GDP is coming out of this or how much did the market grow here or there. It's, yeah. it's just gonna be, I mean, I, I often forget when you walk through some of the halls, the, all of the different processes that are represented here. You know, mm -hmm. I, I came from a tool and die background. So I had folks who worked for me that, you know, just worked on grinders all day, every day. You know, I walked through some of there. I'm like, what do you, what could you possibly use this thing for? That's as big as, you know, a five foot diameter <laughs> disc. Like, what is that yeah. for? But we'll, we'll stop talking about, you know, additive and trying to figure it all out because it's just going to be, adopted and people are going to get it. And I think it's going to take this community to do that in order for us to really get there. And then at the same time, you know, our organizations will be pushing the envelope on what it can do, which yeah. means when we start to think about, you know, we'll get away from our current world of direct part replacement and things like that, that aren't probably the best use case for the mm -hmm. technology and start really thinking about how do we design and take advantage of the capabilities. So maybe it's not, you know, one, two or three processes of the value chain and it actually replaces 10 of the 15 or 20 that it takes to make something because we understand, you know, just the capability of our systems and materials and surface finishes and use them yeah. to our advantage where it makes sense and design for them where we have to deal with it. So we'll, we'll keep pushing that while hopefully it gets pulled from the other side. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, you, you wrapped it up perfectly is it, it does feel like we're right on the edge, right? We were all of a sudden, we have all major organizations have invested into additive manufacturing, they're developing applications, and they are now thinking about how do we push our these parts into the supply chain. And once they push further and further into the supply chain, there will be an, also a natural growth of organizations that will take that opportunity. There will be known demand, as you mentioned a second ago, that helps people to justify the investments. And yeah, I think you know the the role that America makes uh, plays here is is very crucial in order to educate the market, in order to bring the industry together, in order to jointly push. R&D and developments further to continuously mature the technology. So, um, yeah, I want to thank you for uh, for all the work that you do at America Makes and also for being here and sharing your experience and your knowledge with the rest of the IMTS uh, community. And yeah, 
Thank you out there for uh, watching our our interview here at MTS Plus and at the MTS Plus Creators Lounge. My name is Fabian Alafeld, the host of Additive Snack. This was our interview with John Wolzinski, a live recording from the MTS Plus Creators Lounge at the 2022 International Manufacturing Technology Show. As you were able to hear, education maintains one of the key barriers of the AM industry, and we need you to be a part of the solution. So share this podcast with a friend or colleague that you believe can make a difference by implementing additive manufacturing. As we heard, there are many opportunities to leverage additive manufacturing, whether if it's localizing manufacturing, improving supply chains, or developing innovative parts by leveraging the design benefits of the technology. Or all of the above. That's really up to you. I am Fabian Alefeld. Thank you for listening to Additive Snack. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to not miss the next special episode live from IMTS. We're also working on our next miniseries, the AM Space Race, launching in January 2023. So stay tuned. A special thanks for this episode goes out to the IMTS Plus team and the industrial strength marketing team with James Soto, Jim Olin, Jim Eisenbeck, and Jessica Goff. And of course, to my co-producer, Kristen Eisminger, as well as to Shannon Bauer.